Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my review of the Umbral Ingram and the Umbral Focusing. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can support this podcast directly by going to SNTRPresents.com. That'll bring you to the Patreon. We're doing a lot of different things with the patrons. We're doing VIP. They get early access. They're going to get to do call-in today for a, an extra segment we're doing, as well as that's how you submit questions. So if you want to get in the Discord and submit questions, use SNTR Presents. And that does support me directly while we're figuring out this interim period of content creation for me. So the Umbral Ingrams was a brand new thing that landed in Season of Arrivals. And it's gotten a lot of mixed reviews, a lot of mixed responses. And so I wanted to walk through, first of all, you know, the opening of the video. I mean, I am going to say it's a great start. But then I am going to say it it resulted in a tiny circle, and that was one of the concerns I had even before Season of Arrivals uh, landed. If you go back to my content where we were reading the details about what at the time was referred to as the redacted Ingram, I expressed concerns back then, and it seems some of those kind of came to uh, fruition. And then I want to end by talking about the power nerf as well as the change to how often they drop in nightmare hunts and that I had to update my outline actually because the power nerf happened fairly early in the season and then very recently they just lowered how often they land in nightmare hunts and I want to address that because I do think that is part of the the larger discussion about player intentionality and the generosity of the game so first let's just talk about how this is a great start it really is with respect to player agency this is a very very good starting place because one of the primary problems with the world loot pool up to now is when they brought back the old-fashioned if you remember i brought this up numerous times i didn't like that i couldn't really chase one i wanted to get a good old-fashioned because i loved the gun i loved it from vanilla and there was no way to chase it. There was no way to grind for it. And so whenever they kept updating the world loot pool, that was a criticism I continued to make is what's the point in bringing these weapons back? What's the point in sort of rejuvenating that pool of loot and giving you zero way uh, to chase what you want? So this is a really, really good start. The umbral focusing and the umbral ingram system is a great starting place to say, Here's ways for you to target particular things, particular items. You know, if you want the bow and you want Temptation's hook, then you can, you know, spend that currency to get that as the only things that will drop. It's also nice, I think, to get new relevant gear anywhere. I, I do think one of the dangers with seasonal content, and we kind of saw this playing out in Season of Dawn, and it really, I think it got worse in Season of Worthy because the content loop wasn't enjoyable, but even if the content loop is enjoyable only running one activity for three months I think started to wear on people you had Vex Offensive then you had Sundial and then we had the uh, the tower event in, in Season of the Worthy and I think it's totally understandable and legitimate for people to say "That's I don't want to do just that for three months so putting these umbral ingrams i was running raids for moments of triumph and i'm getting these things to drop in spire of stars you know and in leviathan and i like that that added i think a certain element of oh this is the era that we're in right now this is the this is some of the thematic weapons and things that are dropping no matter where i go and then the focusing brings intentionality. So you've got a good amount of generosity, I think. They're kind of dropping in the world. They're kind of dropping everywhere you go. And then you have the intentionality with the currency. I will say, even though this is a great start, Bungie should zoom out 
on the altered element currency and just see if some of that needs needs fine tune. I think it started to really hurt solo players the most because with three characters, I can boot up each day and grab all the dailies uh, as well as the weeklies. And when I do that, I'm given the ability to uh, expedite my leveling. I think if you're on a solo uh, player, I'm sorry, a player with one character, you should be able to do six weeklies. At an account level, I would say six weeklies and eight dailies. So if I want to do those all on my titan just because that's kind of who i'm grooving with at the time and i have three characters no worries i I think in an account level bounties should be limited as opposed to limiting uh bounties per character so whether you have one character or three you're able to get the same amount of currency earn rate and able to upgrade the recaster at the same rhythm as everybody else as long as you're putting in the time not everybody wants to run triple characters not everybody wants to switch off of the character they're on at the moment sometimes i just kind of want to keep going with the character that I'm currently playing. So it is a great start. I think there's some potential tweaks and changes, but because they were putting the umbral engrams everywhere, I want to talk about Tiny Circle. I described this the other day in Q&A as a tiny kitty pool that we're just running around, and I brought up the loot 2.0 system in Diablo where the guy from Blizzard said, you know, you do have to protect players from themselves to a certain degree. And so my concern before the season even landed was this is just going to become another lost sector bounty grind, just a horse of a different color. We're going to do essentially the same thing, but we're going to be doing it somewhere else. And we saw this in AFK forging. Now that's sort of antithetical to engagement into playing, right? Going into a forge and AFKing, that's not content, so that did need fixed. But then people started running nightmare hunts, especially when you had Gaul uh, and some of the other ones that are super fast, you know, three or four minutes just running it over and over. The currency drop rate and the umbral drop rate was so much better there than virtually everywhere else in the game and I think a lack of reward spectrum is what leads to this if if Bungie is going to continue to do this system going forward as a way to bring back weapons but also uh, give us the ability to chase what we want as well as have seasonal or new loot dropping everywhere they need a spectrum of reward and what I mean by that is nightmare hunts should have never been dropping at such a good interval for content that's so low level so easy and so quickly done now this is going to be on Bungie to figure out average completion time of strikes uh, nightfalls, nightmare hunts, all activities should have a average completion time. It shouldn't be difficult for them to run these numbers. And then what you do is, is you have the drop rate of the umbrals in relation to that. So if you're running eight nightmare hunts and I'm running three strikes, we're getting a similar turnover. So then it's not a matter of, oh, where's the path of least resistance? It's more a matter of, oh, what do I feel like doing? The umbrals are going to drop in accordance to the content that I run, not necessarily in accordance to the length of time the content takes. And that's why people generally, like I said, run in a tiny, you know, kiddie pool just round and round in circles. And seasonal content should probably be far more rewarding when compared compared to the other activities nobody should have had any doubts i mean it should have been clear contact as the as the public event as the main content loop you should have been getting the currency you know significantly more obviously have the umbrals dropping and there are some things in here when you upgrade that do get you uh, higher chances of them already being focused, higher chances of them dropping, and 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 then you the more you upgrade, the more of these you know free focuses that you get. 
So I think they're close. I really do. I think they're very, very close. I would not jettison this system. I would always fine-tune existing systems. And I think this system could be more fine-tuned to not feel so disjointed and not feeling like people getting their hands slapped for doing something that's sensible. So let's end by talking about the power nerf and the nightmare hunt nerf. I don't think they should have done either of these things. I think Bungie should have took it on the chin and been like, oops, bank error in your favor. We did not have good oversight of the season. Nightmare hunts are just insanely rewarding and they should have just left it alone. Now, if you want to turn the dial up on contact public event or nightfalls or raids or something or even trials, if you want to turn those dials up, go ahead. But I think they should have left the nightmare hunt grind alone because that's not something that we're doing that is broken or wrong or 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 it's like a son of cheese it's not afking forges okay i think they should have left that alone i also think they should have left the power thing alone if you might not even have realized this it happened really quickly early in the season for like a week maybe two weeks armor focusing if you went in here and you clicked this one armor focusing we're dropping powerfuls randomly it was actually pretty consistent this really helped leveling and so everyone was clamoring to get umbrals so they could get the armor pieces so i think some people overlooked and maybe didn't even real really realize why so many people were afk forging or running nightmare hunts because they don't want to level everybody's trying to do the absolute (laughs) least amount with respect to leveling. I think this communicates volumes to Bungie about how leveling needs to be completely overhauled and retooled when the minute people sniff out a shortcut in leveling, they they chase it. We, I had somebody in, we were running a raid or something the other day, and he said that the AFK forging and the powerfuls from armor and the umbrals actually saved the season for him. He didn't want to level. He was going to walk away and be like, I don't want to do this again. I hate this. I hate this RNG gear based leveling. But the umbrals and the AFK forging actually saved the season for him. And he got to level up in that first week and a half. And now he's able to play and just enjoy the content. Again, I think this speaks volumes uh, to Bungie. So immediately patching the power and then a little bit later patching the nightmare hunt thing and lowering it. I don't think they should have done it at the very least with the leveling. They should have announced it and said, hey, we're going to shut this down uh, in in two weeks. So get in while the getting's good. Because then people find out after the fact, and they're like, oh, that's lame. These guys all got to, you know, enjoy the spoils of, of this uh, broken, <laughs> this broken thing. And none of us, none of us, uh, none of the rest of us got to take advantage of it. So Umbral Engrams are a great start. I think a lot of fine tuning is necessary. And I do think going forward, Bungie needs to learn when just to take it on the chin and be like, you know what? Let's just leave the players alone. Let them do what they're doing and uh, continue to learn those lessons for future pieces of content like this. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can support me directly by going to sntrpresents.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my Umbral Ingram review video. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can support this podcast directly by going to SNTRPresents.com. That'll take you to the Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can support me directly, get in the Discord, and submit questions, and take part in the live chat. We also have a VIP level that's going to be taking part in a call-in session today. So after this Q&A, they'll be another video that'll be a call in for VIP so if you want to upgrade to the VIP status you get early access to Q&A and you can take part in a call in session they're going to literally talk to me live with follow up questions Uh, they could even debate me who knows we'll see where it goes let's jump into the first question 
Moave Monk. How should Bungie better incentivize the stat-focused armor Umbral Ingram to best incentivize the player base for engagement? It seems lackluster at best, with the best of focusing and raw stat drops being sub-60s. Thank you. Well, here's the problem, right? I don't think I want people getting high stat roll from something that is this transactional. You guys know me. I'm all pro you know, generosity, pro, pro player intentionality, but you're going to undercut some of the other, I think, really important grinds in the game. And I'm going to reference my dungeon grind that I was doing. I just kept grinding and going and grinding and going and trying to get a good Ikala shotgun. And in the process, I got a bunch of just, just great armor pieces. And you don't want to undercut that. I think that's a really, that's a valuable grind in the game. And this is where I think we're going to start to see a divide in destiny going forward i think umbrals and world pool like the world loot pool it always sounds like i'm saying whirlpool like the 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 brand that makes washers and dryers the world loot pool uh i feel like that and the armor and the guns that come from it are going to be bottom half okay they're not at the top. They're not going to be the best sources for amazing weapons or top shelf weapons, adept weapons. And in this case, I don't necessarily think this should be a source for high stat roll armor. Uh, high stat roll armor should be landing in trials, dungeons, raids, grandmaster nightfalls. These are the places where high stat rolls even even kind of matter. If you're trying to min-max your stats, if you're trying to min-max your loadout, and you're trying to get as many, you know, stats as possible, you're trying to get into the, you know, the the, the mid-60s on a stat roll with, <clears throat> excuse me, with, you know, with a, a focus here on a particular stat lean, you know, you want a bunch of mobility, let's say, for your hunter, because that's feeding your, that is feeding your, your refresh on dodge, okay? Well, at that level, worried that much about maximizing your dodge, you're probably going into places like trials and raids and dungeons. So to me, it feels a little convoluted to go run something very bottom rung, very easy, very transactional. It's mainly just a currency grind and then, you know, getting these umbrals constantly. And then you're getting all these, all these, all these high stat rolls. Now, Bungie even said in one of their blog posts that going forward, they want a seasonal aspirational armor grind. That's something that they're wanting to see happen literally every season. And I think that this would potentially take away from that. I'm, this is why I said a little bit ago in answering this question, I feel like there's going to be a divide in the game. The seasonal or the umbral or the world loot grind I don't think is there for the hardcore player necessarily. Sure, you can do it. Sure, when something cool pops up like the guillotine, you're going to be going nuts and trying to get the best roll from this this loot pool. And I think it's okay to have some diamonds in the rough down here. But I also don't think you want this this right here to become the bounty loss sector farm of destiny does that make sense so if this becomes the super small kiddie pool that you can run in a five foot circle and get great stat rolled armor and amazing weapons and then you look at a potential hour-long raid or a slow grandmaster grind or a slower dungeon grind you're always going to come back to this kiddie pool because you're going to say well everything's everything here is is better that can't be a thing 
this needs to be entrance accessible low tier more casual more mid lane player driven if you're a hardcore player concerned about high stat rolls you should be looking i would think to aspirational content to be the source of that drop that that's one of the problems in the game right now is the hierarchy of loot and what you get and where you get it is all is all disjointed there's not a lot of logic or harmony to it. It, it. it was like when you could buy the hung jury from the tow- from the tower and it was a better primary than all the primaries in Kingsfall. Those problems are supposed to be getting solved in September. And you could potentially torpedo that. You could potentially torpedo that if you enable people to get really great high stat rolled armor down here, you know, from the umbral ingrams. Now somebody might say, "Well, Lono, what they need to do is create more specific reasons why you want trials or raid armor not just high stats i wouldn't necessarily disagree with you i wouldn't i would just want to be very very cautious about this this umbral grind and the umbral focusing becoming the tiny kitty pool that we've already seen it become all it took was afk forge farming and nightmare hunts to rear their heads and say we're the greatest source for umbrals everything else sucks and then everybody just runs in that tiny circle it's like you're tying yourself to a a tetherball pole if you're you might not even know what that is i don't even know if they have those on playgrounds anymore um, but a tetherball pull. It's like you're tying yourself to that and just running around in a circle. And eventually, you run out of rope and smack your head on the pole, and you're like, well, that wasn't very fun. And I think that's what can happen with these small circles. So this is one of the reasons that I think the umbrals dropping everywhere is fine. But as I said in the video, having a spectrum of reward is important. So if you're going into raids and dungeons and harder content, maybe the umbrals that drop from there do get higher stat rolls. Maybe that would be the right way to do it. Maybe umbrals that drop from a Grandmaster Nightfall dungeon or raid have a little plus sign or a little asterisk next to them or something. Or maybe they're just called something else. Maybe they're called, you know, darkened umbral ingrams. And darkened umbral ingrams get better, like, results from these things down here. That I, that, That's just an idea off the top of my head, but that is, I'm applying the principle, right? I try not to get super specific sometimes because you can get lost in the weeds, but I'm applying the principle of a spectrum of reward. If I go into harder content, what drops from there should be either more plentiful or, or higher in quality. So umbrals that drop from a raid could potentially then be seen as better than an umbral that drops from a four minute nightmare hunt so when I come to focus the stats on mobility I know this umbral engram is one of the darkened ones it dropped from a raid it dropped from a dungeon it's going to be high stat it's going to be mid 60s that's okay I think that's totally fine because of the source of the drop this is where Bungie can create a great idea and jack up the logistics that's what happened with Umbrals. Great idea. And the logistics just, it, 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 it falls apart because, oh, I can run a nightmare hunt in four minutes, three minutes, and I can get an Umbral in the currency every time. So they've got to nail the logistics on this type of thing or it will cannibalize the game. As the guy said from the Loot 2.0 team that, from the Loot 2.0 team that, uh, that was, he was commenting on the, the nature of, uh, the the nature of the the way they were doing the the anthem loot system 
the, the the anthem loot system was in a shambles and he basically said you know here's all the things that we applied here's the things that we did to you know diablo to save it and he said you got to protect players from themselves and there's a i think there's a fine line between protecting the players from themselves and micromanaging the player and here's where i think bungie micromanages as opposed to protecting the player from themselves when they notice oh they are uh they're going and they're doing nightmare hunts well we better shut that down we better lower that reward well that's micromanagey it's like, okay, whoops, that's on us. We failed to see that. What should we do? Well, incentivize, rather than micromanage, incentivize different player behavior. If you don't want players running around in a circle and only doing nightmare hunts, well, then give those people the reason to go somewhere else. Be like, contact public event has had a huge significant bump in the currency drop rate and the umbral drop rate, so you're definitely going to find that to be more rewarding than the nightmare hunts. Now, it's up to the player. Well, I would just rather run the foreman of nightmare hunts. That's fine. I'm not doing that. I'm going to go over here. Why? Well, it's more rewarding. Incentivizing player as opposed to micromanaging player behavior, I think is a significant uh, change that we, we, we're going to want to see um, going forward uh, from Bungie. So let's go on to the next question here. Philbo Laggins. Does this process have a future? I get the idea of limiting a pool of items, but why not just update the events that are associated and have them drop the updated gear? Why eliminate the events that and push it to RNG mechanics of will the umbral engram drop? Well, I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to free you up from the idea that, oh, if I want one of the one of the new things, if I want the, the falling guillotine or the cold denial pulse rifle, I've got to run contact public event all day long. And that's all I've got. That, that's all there is to do. I think Bungie was trying to prevent what I call wringing the game out like a rag. It's like just, just all sundial. Oh, and then you're done. You're like, well, that's it. I'm sick of sundial. If you could have been getting sundial weapons from this system, if this system would have been present in, you know, that season, I think you would have seen a significant change in player behavior. I think players got, remember, we got to January and people were like, I can't take this anymore. I'm so burned out. Why? Well, they blitzed their season pass. They got to level 92 and then they basically just lived in Sundial until they got all their god rolls. The same thing happened with Menagerie, if you remember. Menagerie was glitched, and people were just absolutely ringing it out to get as much as they could from it. And then when they patched it, well, now nobody wanted to run Menagerie because it was like, well, not only were they burned out with the content, now it didn't feel nearly as rewarding. It felt like somebody closed the lid on the cookie jar. So... I'm okay with this idea of them saying this is something to mitigate RNG because I think what you're saying is, oh, well, you could just have these dropping from strikes. It's a pretty huge loophole, though, isn't it? Like, if I just come here and if these items are dropping from strikes, what about all the other guns? Okay, so there's six weapons right here that just landed for this season. Okay, and then you've got these six. So you've got these legacy. Now we're up to 12. Then you come over here with these four. Now we're up to 16. And then you come over here and you got these. Now we're at 20. You're talking about 20 weapons, and that's not including an entire armor set. You're talking about 20 weapons. 
So if I'm grinding strikes, if I'm grinding any activity, I got a 1 in 20 shot at getting a weapon that I want. And beyond that, once I get my 1 in 20 shot, I'm hoping, oh, I really hope I get the right perk combination. More and more, I am pleased to see Bungie opening up to the idea of giving people intentionality and generosity because the RNG of the rolls of perks is like a great safety net. It's just down there saying, yeah, that people are still going to have to play an awful lot before they really, really get all that they want. And there's a certain element of futility when you're like, well, I'm going to go grind strikes. What are you hoping to get? I'm hoping to get that sword. Oh, there's 20 other things that can drop. Actually, if you count the armor, there's there's 24 other things that can drop while you're in there. I mean, cheemony Christmas. That feels futile. That feels pointless. You don't feel like you're in charge of what's happening, like, at all. So I think that's when people end up just being like, oh, forget it. It's it's putting a carrot in front of somebody in a way where they can actually they can actually get it and they know, okay, I can apply the formula. Run this content, get the thing, go see if I got a good roll. Now, this is one of the reasons why I continue to push for, you know, weapon boons because I do think this is still transactional. I'm okay with this to a certain degree, but I don't want to see this everywhere. I would rather see say, you know, say you go to Zavala and this is a boon, okay, instead of a instead of an Ingram. So I would buy this from him and it would be a boon. So then I would go and run strikes and for four hours, these two items have a high likelihood of dropping from strikes. Well, that's awesome because now I see it pop out of the boss and I'm going to go pick it up and I'm going to feel that sense of excitement. You're empowering me to chase what I want. RNG is still applied to the role itself. Also, it's a one in two shot of what I'm going to get and you bring back the excitement of a drop. What if each day, each activity had a boosted drop rate for a certain seasonal item that changes every day? That's an idea that we borrowed from Division back when I was really pushing for getting rid of the current leveling system. And then people said, what would you do with the milestones? I would love this game to say, hey, congratulations, you hit max level, now the whole game has changed for you. And now instead of a strike milestone, every day the strike would have a targeted drop crucible gambit all your milestones suddenly are like hey you've been looking for that dire promise well you can get three drops today go complete you know the milestone in crucible on each character i you know you could even have it be rhythmic like hey every three strikes that thing's gonna drop it doesn't even have to be a daily thing but the idea is for the next 24 hours this particular activity is gonna have this particular item dropping and then you throw yourself headlong at it that idea my boon idea and the umbral focusing i think can all live happily together where the player's are able to target particular drops and not feel like the whole exercise of chasing something is totally and, you know, utterly an exercise in futility, like when I was trying to get an old-fashioned. It was like, well, I really want an old-fashioned. I really want this new, I really want this new thing. Well, not new thing, I'm sorry. This weapon that I love has come back. And so, man, I would, I would really, really like to, uh, to go after this. And I had no way to do it. I had absolutely no way of, of chasing it or going after it. And I, I just continue to think that, that that is something I'm happy to see Bungie changing. 
saying, oh, hey, this weapon's back or this weapon's new. You want to chase it? Here's the means by which you can do it. So, Smurf Blue. Since Bungie fixed AFK forge farming and the nightmare hunt drop rate, does the Umbral system provide a good balance between generosity, RNG, and player intentionality? How can the system be improved for future seasons? Well, I, this was slightly addressed in the talk, but I don't think I talked about it enough. I think the currency earn rate is where they need to look. I, I really do think they need to make sure you're not strangling the currency, the currency earn rate. This is why I'm pro dungeon grind coming to raids. I don't think you're going to get everything you want in a week's time. I don't think that that's possible. And even if you do, the amount of hours you'd have to put in to grind a raid or to grind this. Like, let's say every time you got an umbral, the currency turnover rate was good enough to give you what you wanted. You're like, oh, I'm going to go for fill in the blank, right? Well... I really don't think you, you could get everything you want in a week's time. I think there's too many variables. I think there's too many weapons. There's too many different perk combinations. The amount of hours it would take for you to do that, I've, I, that's not a concern that I have. I, I, I really don't think that you're going to have people, you know, two weeks into the season be like, yep, I got everything. Especially, especially when you do some of the dangled perks out in the distance, like the extra perk. I, you know, when when they did that with the sundial, once you hit level 92 on the season pass, your sundial weapons have an extra perk. Well, that's not something somebody's going to slam out in a week's time. I mean, that's going to take, unless uh, unless obviously you live in a lost sector like some people did, but the amount of hours that they put in that lost sector, you have to take those amount of hours and scale that down to the rest of the community. You can't use the exception to player behavior and then like oh well we, we want to make sure we're this guy's gonna play 16 hours a day right we'll take those 16 hours a day three days in a row living in a lost sector and spread those 16 hours out across you know johnny midlane you know the midlane player who plays two maybe three hours a night it's gonna take him a long time to hit the the 36 or the 70 something hours or however many hours it took of just pure law sector brute forcing to get to that level that 92 and so when you have that that benefit out in the distance that keeps people from feeling like oh yeah week one or two i'm gonna have all the roles i want no you got to invest in the system you got to upgrade the focusing the recaster you got to upgrade your season pass you got to invest in all these things and then when you're done with all of that then you could start grinding for the roles that you want now that you've done all that, now you can start to set your sights on, okay, I want to get a god roll of XYZ weapon because now I've unlocked all the great perks. Now my 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 time investment, the ROI for the next couple hours is way better because I spent all this time investing. That is how you protect against it. And so this is why when you're like, well, what could how could they make it better for future seasons? I would look at currency earn rate number 1 don't strangle the currency earn rate don't create some weird arbitrary hurdle so it's like well man I would love to focus my stuff up and get all this going but I, I just I, I can't keep a decent amount of currency in the bank and so then you feel I, I felt like I was getting umbrals way more than the currency so it was very disjointed I kept coming here and turning in unfocused umbrals. Now, an idea that we had a while ago when we were talking about this is, what if every time you pop an unfocused umbral, you get a decent amount of the currency? So at the very least, if you come to the tower with like six unfocused umbrals and you pop 
two or three of them, you have more than enough currency for the other three. So half of them are just like, yeah, just throw them in the wood chipper and see what pops out. And the other three are like, no, I have enough currency now to get exactly what I want from here. So every every unfocused decryption would grant you a certain amount of currency to sort of make up for the fact that we're giving you more umbrals than the currency and this is a little bit imbalanced. And I think sharpening that experience that is where I would set my sights if I was in charge because as I said in the video this is a great start but it just needs refined I'm always in favor of refining an existing system rather than just jettison the system out of the game like I'll get it out of here this is terrible Um, because I think sometimes we overreact to pain or we overreact to things that aren't going well you know majority of my seasonal currency this season came from forge afk farming and destroying the eyes one being a glitch and that got patched the other is a one and done that's not a good thing to have when it's a resource that needs to be in abundance that's a good piece of feedback the idea here being uh and that's true of triumphs as well right people are like oh go pop your triumphs well yeah you go nuts those first couple of weeks and it's feast and then it's famine it's like oh wow we got so much it's that it's that bloated front heavy season design right the idea that all oh, everything happens in the you know at, at the very very beginning you know of the season and you pop all those triumphs as as i said make it more rhythmic right oh yeah, you got six umbrals, you can't focus them all, you gotta do a couple unfocused. Now, you know, now you're, you know, you've got enough You've got enough currency, you know, now to really push it. Give me like one second. Sorry, it's getting warm in the room, it's getting warm outside, and so I gotta like open the door so I don't roast in here for the next, you know, 45 minutes that we're doing this Q&A. Yeah, so the, the, the that is where I would set my sights. I would set my sights on the currency earn rate more than anything. I, I think that the way they structured it is how it gets better the more you go, how you come out here and you slowly work on these benefits. I think all of those are, are great ways uh, to continue to keep things from being done in the first week, but also a reasonable a reasonable feeling of empowerment of chasing what you want. Jay Negrin. Should the upgrades provided by the season pass be available sooner rather than later? Um, uh, Sooner on the season pass than later. I get that it's there to incentivize to buy the pass, but should that incentive come much earlier since not everyone can save 20 bounties and start the new season? Well, I just touched on this though. I think this is important because you can't... I don't think you can let people get everything super, super early, right? Because that's one of the natures of the of the season pass design. That's one of the natures of the seasonal design right now. It's mega, mega front heavy. And it's so front heavy that you, you people are obviously playing more in those first couple of weeks. So you got to be very, very careful about these, these season, seasonal rewards that you, you want to maybe, you know, put them at the back end of the season. What's the one for... Well, 92, I get Twisted Energy. Um, I don't even know where... What what level did they give you? Uh, unlock This one right here at 72 unlocks the ability to focus Umbral Engrams, allowing a Guardian to choose the primary stat of the armor contained within. So is that... If that's the one you're talking about, I don't think 72 is super is super deep 
on the uh, on the on the pass. I think that's decent. I mean, it was ninety two in seasons past, and when you go to here, where do you get the double the double perk? I don't even know where that happens. I I thought you had to. I thought you had. I thought that was on the season pass. Where's the double perk ability thing? Because I I thought that was in here on the actual recaster. The double perk is from upgrading the oven. It's the double perks in the bottom row. Okay. Um. Substantially increase increase the discovery. I'm not seeing it. It's I'm I'm in the recaster right now. I am not seeing it. Is it over here? Oh, is it in the actual focusing? I don't see it here either. I was talking about unlocking the third focusing option. Yeah, yeah, I know what you were talking about. Unlocking the third focusing, which is down here. That's on the season pass. That's on level 72. I'm not seeing the ability to get extra perks. I don't see that anywhere. I'm 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 looking right past it. It's it's a it's a lono blind moment. I am not seeing it. I'm looking at the uh you got all the ways you can focus it on the umbrals and then you've got cuz you can do, you know, rifle and you can do the the fusion rifle. You can do those too. I'm not seeing anything that says you get an extra perk. Is it in the perk section? I'm not seeing it in the bottom row. Weapons obtained uh, oh, there it is. It's the very first one. I'm so stupid. It's the very first one. I saw armor obtained um, has a chance to drop with higher stat value, and I thought this was an armor one. So right here, weapons obtained from focus umbral engrams drop with an additional alternate final perk. So you get it You get it down here. Okay. So the reason I wanted to find this is I wanted to structure my answer to you based on all the, all the information, like everything that you get. So by the time you get down here, you've invested a significant amount of time leveling up the recaster. And then when you get to 72 on the season pass, which enables you to do the stat focusing, I feel like that's totally fine. I feel like that's a legitimate way to elongate the grind a little bit. I don't want to like, I don't want to make it too uh too ludicrous like oh man i would i would love to focus on this i would love to do this but man i just can't get anything done they're just they just keep elongating the grind that's something you know bungie are the masters of but at the same time they have to do that to a certain degree as we've said you've got to protect the player from themselves to a certain degree because if you don't they're going to run in a tiny kiddie pool they're going to get everything in a couple of weeks and then they're not going to be happy they're going to be like well i spent my ten dollars and i'm done um Generally speaking, this is kind of how I've always landed on it. If hardcore players play at a high level for a month to a month and a half, and they feel like they're kind of done with the season, that is a successful season. Because a month to a month and a half of hardcore a hardcore engagement, I think that scales down to the rest of the community in a healthy way. If a hardcore player plays like a maniac for two months or more and then and then they finally feel like they got everything i would worry that that's too slow everybody else is going to feel like i just i can't keep up i can't i I can't get anything done um you know i i I don't i I don't think you want to to 
to push this envelope of like, oh man, you got to get to level 100 on the season pass, and you got to get to level 50 on your recaster, then you got to get to here, then to here, then to here, and so that you're you know you're in month two and you're just now finally starting to grind for weapons. I think the way they've structured this is actually really good for hardcores, and then it scales down appropriately for everybody else. Because if you're more casual, you know you're slowly chiseling away at this, and I would say halfway through the season, most most mid lanes to casual players have probably gotten this done. But I do think, going back to what I said in the video, if you only have one character, Bungie needs to adjust the limitations of bounties. Bounty limitations should be a count level. So instead of you being like, well, I only have one character, I can only do two weeklies and four dailies. No, you should be able to do six weeklies, and then every day you should be able to do you know, 12, 12 dailies. I think I said eight in the video. That doesn't make sense. It, 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 would, be, it would be 12 dailies, and then six weeklies. So every day you could do as many dailies as I can with three characters, and every week you can do as many weeklies as I can with three characters. That way, your progression isn't so stunted and left behind because you're, you know, you're only running one character. Form a logic with the next question. The Umbral Ingram generosity is great, but I find myself constantly running out of space both in my Ingram inventory, 10 max, and the Postmaster. What ideas might you have that would help manage the Umbral Ingram generosity to minimize the the constant inventory management of Ingrams? Seasonal Prime, Random Umbral. They could obviously increase the cap. That would be like the easiest thing to do. You know, right out of the gate, just say, okay, we were limiting you to 10. We're going to bump it to 15. They could do that, and then that would help a little bit. The other thing I think that would help is what I just outlined moments ago, where if you have six of them and you only have enough currency to focus like a couple, you could do, you could pop, you know, two or three unfocused and get, you would actually get the currency from you know from popping the unfocused so you're not constantly on this treadmill of you're carrying all these umbrals you're like I can't focus any of them what do I do with all these I'll just shove them back shove them back and then you run out of space and you're like why don't I have enough currency so you're getting if you remember the I Love Lucy show she's trying to wrap the candy and too much candy's coming out right she can't keep up she's stuffing them in her mouth and her shirt you know it starts to feel like that you're like umbrals 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 oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh i don't have enough currency i don't have a currency and then you feel like you're missing opportunities or you're you're getting you're you're running out of space that's why i think that you're you're coming at it from the other side right i'm saying i get way more umbrals than currency you're coming at it from the other side you're like yeah not only that i'm running out of space you know, I, this is a this is another symptom. This is another symptom of the game being a little disjointed. This system being slightly disjointed, and I would hope to see that sort of refined uh, in the uh, in the coming in the coming seasons. That it wouldn't it wouldn't feel like currently. It just feels very much in a in a in a big picture when you zoom out. It feels like one thing is a waterfall and the other is like a trickle, almost like a stream. And I think. We need to see the, those things more, uh, more finely tuned to be more in line with each other. One, they both need to feel like maybe like a river, and not so, uh, and not so. One's a waterfall. One's a bit. One's like a faucet that's barely on.
sensory fern are players overreacting to having to regrind for weapons like gnawing hunger generosity on umbrals is high currency is earned for simply playing well you got to zoom out on this to understand the frustration you're zoomed in on the particulars and you're like what's the big deal it's way easy it's super easy to get these gnawing hungers right you're zoomed in you got to zoom out and this is what i mean you have to zoom out and take into consideration the grind that preceded this being a thing. So somebody that really set their sights on a gnawing hunger and grinded for one, I got news for you. That reckoning grind, it friggin' sucked, okay? And because it sucked, people that finally got the one they wanted, it's like a, it's like a trophy for them. It's a, it's a badge of honor. It's something that they worked hard for. And people saw sunsetting coming, and this was a concern. Okay, you're going to bring back the weapon and make me regrind for it. Why? Why Why would you do that? And the comeback from one of the community managers on Reddit was, oh, anything that is reissued will have new perks or balancing. Well, that doesn't seem to be the case. They don't seem to have this all ironed out because they were asking for feedback on Reddit about this. You know, if we reissue weapons, what's what is your frustration with them having the same perks? I'll be honest, that feels a little tone deaf. It's like you you shouldn't really have to ask this question. This seems to be very out of touch with what the player base was saying with respect to sunsetting, but you're zoomed way in on the particulars of like, come on, it's not that hard. Just go in here, click on your focusing, and then you come down here and you focus on getting yourself the gnawing hunger, you know, or or the night watch. Right? That way you can get the new infusion limitation of 1360. Okay. Well, somebody that's already grinded for this doesn't want to do that. Number one, they're having to use all their current engrams and currency for a gun they already have, for a gun they already pursued. So that's salt in a wound, okay? Not only did you reissue the weapon and make zero changes to it, but now if I would like if I would like to get one, so I do have the increased infusion, I gotta waste currency and engrams that I could be using for something like a falling guillotine. Now I'm using it to get a gun I already have in my inventory. It's there's a real easy solution here. All Bungie's gotta do is say all gnawing hungers now have the same infusion limitation. Because it was reissued and because we made no changes to the weapons perk pool, this infusion limitation of 1360 is given to all gnawing hungers. And that way, if you're like, oh, dope, I got a good one from a while ago, I don't have to worry about getting another one. I'm just gonna go on my merry way and focus my umbrals on something else. Okay. Now they're all the Iron Banner weapons that this happened with as well. So it's understandable for people to say, now wait just a minute. You, this was not, okay, this was not what we were promised. We were promised a system of sunsetting that would enable you to create really good hierarchy of gear so that when I run a dungeon, a raid, or a Grandmaster Nightfall, I'm getting gear that's at another level. It's it's a it's a pinnacle weapon. It's at the level of the recluse, the mountaintop, the, the delirium, the loaded question. That's what we're supposed to be getting in the endgame, and sunsetting is put in place to protect against that cannibalizing the game with power creep okay reissuing weapons and not making any changes to them is one of the primary fears the community had when this was all outlined so it's people are totally within their right to be upset about this i i am i'm not letting them off the hook if this is something that they do going forward because that number one it's completely counterproductive it doesn't make any sense 
as I said in my reissue video, it the the, the act of reissuing a weapon I believe necessitates making a change because if you don't change it, why in the heck are you bringing it back? What is the point? That's when I would hate to do this, but I'd have to side with the people that are like, that's just lazy Bungie. That's just Bungie doing the minimum. And I would hate to be like, you know what? Yeah, you're kind of right. They're just pulling weapons out of the vault, making zero changes to them, going in and typing in a higher power limit and being like, yay, we bolstered the loot pool. That doesn't feel like a good way to treat the weapon pool. It doesn't feel like a good way to treat player concerns with respect to sunsetting. And it, to me, is... It is antithetical to the reissuing of a weapon. Reissuing weapons should always come with a change. I believe cosmetic change as well as perk change, primarily perk change, but cosmetic change as well. So it's not about the regrind being too painful. It's about the what feels like a disrespect of of not just what was promised but of what has already transpired I already grinded for this why on earth are you reissuing it with zero changes and you know Johnny Johnny Casual can go and focus this a bunch and get a god roll and his is better than mine now because his lasts longer and he 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 did less than me respect what people you know have earned up to this point top reply could they make every weapon roll with a champion perk, like beside your barrel and your mag, would make a deeper chase with RNG, but would leave out weapons like grenade launcher, sniper scouts, etc. This this has been suggested a handful of times whenever the discussion of weapons comes up, when like champion mods comes up. I am not a fan of this, and I'll tell you why. Champions are not influential in the game enough yet. I'm going to put like a yet dot dot dot. I believe champions need to be far more prevalent in the game. They need to be in more content. There need to be way more of them. And then the other part of my argument is down here next to the mod socket, there should be a champion mod socket that allows you to slot two different champion mods. So I should be able to run overload and anti-barrier. And if I hold down reload, it toggles between the two. If you put way more champions in the game and you empower me to run two on a weapon and toggle between the two, now I'm constantly engaging with another another layer of combat dynamics that isn't as simple as just do damage and then reload your weapon. That is where I think they need to take champions. The reason I don't ever want to see champion perks is because they they're not in the game enough. Now, somebody might say, but Lono, if they put a bunch of them in the game, then you'd want to chase a gun with really good champion mods or champion perks. I disagree. I disagree. And I'll tell you why. Do you remember when guns in Destiny 1 could do like increased shank damage and you're like, what the frick? Why do I care about that? Okay. It's too contextual. It's too narrow. A god roll is never going to be, oh, it, it rolled with anti-barrier. What? okay so anytime an anti-barrier shows up and its shield pops up I have a perk for that that's too specific that's too contextual now if they put champions everywhere in the game so it was a more common and more rhythmic pain point then sure but now I feel like I'm wasting a perk on a very particular thing as opposed to the perk being about the weapon feeling well rounded and awesome and and being a quote unquote god roll does that make sense? It's kind of like 
think of the way they did it on the divinity the divinity is an exotic it's full package exotic and then the champion is intrinsic that you know the disruption is intrinsic so maybe you could make it intrinsic maybe i'd be okay with that what if they just start to make the champion mods intrinsic to the frame itself all rapid fire weapons do overload all blank frame weapons do anti-barrier so it's just it's just listed down here in the intrinsic traits I would be okay with that. So maybe even remove the RNG from it. You just know if I'm grinding for a God roll auto rifle, this, this particular auto rifle is such and such a frame. And let's just say adaptive frame auto rifles all come with anti-barrier and then rapid fire auto rifles all come with overload. And then I don't even know what some of the slower, um, auto rifles would be because of the, the, the one that I always liked using, um, was the, was the half Dan. That was like, that was one of my favorites. What is that? The high impact. So you could make high impacts do unstoppable. So high impacts do unstoppable. Adaptive auto rifles do anti-barrier and rapid frame auto rifles do, um, do the, uh, rapid fires, uh, do overload. I guess you could do the high impact frames as well as precision frames. Those could both do unstoppable. Again, whatever you do with champion mods, whether you give me the ability to equip two or you make it intrinsic, it needs to be more in my control. And then you as a developer are more empowered to say, we need to put them in a lot more places. If I go into a room and there's five or six champions, that's going to feel so, like something I can finesse. I can run a certain gun and another gun and 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 hit dirt, certain champions in a certain order, as well as maybe have my teammates working with me as well. Right now, champions feel like flat tires. Oh, here, here, here comes one. All right. Okay. Double Izanagi's or yeah, just spam them with swords. All right. Let's just move on. It doesn't feel like a layer... An, an extra layer or an extra piece of depth to the combat it's literally just like a flat tire it's in it's a nuisance it's an annoyance and i think that there's so much more potential with champions as well as champion mods that is not being capitalized upon uh at the current moment dark cider with how limited five a week and expensive stat focused engrams are yet the focus stat is often not the highest stat on the armor they feel like a waste of resources how could bungie build upon those without making it into crafting i wouldn't mind crafting as it would provide limitless grind uh just like in path of exile crafting is very dangerous to a game like destiny because the gun the the, the loot pool and the perk pool isn't deep enough okay You've, you've, you've really got to zoom out and look at the big picture of Destiny. There are not enough weapons and there are not enough perks to give you crafting. You would just be done so quickly. I mean, really quickly. It's different than saying generosity and intentionality. Oh, people are going to get done too quickly. No. Why? RNG is there to save you from that happening. You start adding low-level crafting to this game, and man, oh man, that 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 shelf life's going to get really short for people to figure out. Here's the best way to get currency. Boom. God roll. Made it. Done. Um, no grinds. No pursuit. No mystery. No excitement. Just you just made the god roll. Right. To your question about this, though, I. Earlier in this Q&A, I basically said, I don't want these to be high stat roll unless the umbral drops from endgame content. So the darkened umbral engram, as I said, that drops from grandmasters, raids, and dungeons. Well, sure, when you bring it here and focus it, then it could be high stat roll. 
Now you're saying sometimes it's not even the highest stat in there. Well, they need to make sure it's working right. I, I've 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 read conflicting reports about this particular piece of the recaster not working consistently and not working properly, um, and that could potentially uh, need looked at. You know, they might need to say, hey, you know, this isn't working right. People are saving up and really and really trying to do this, and it's not even working as it's intended. Um, so that that would be my first point is like eh, it needs to work right. And second, I believe loot hierarchy needs to be applied here. I don't think you should be getting 60 some stats from an umbral focus unless the engram dropped from endgame i don't want an umbral that you can farm in a nightmare hunt lost sector or a strike you know you go in there you get four or five umbrals and then you go to the tower and pop a bunch of high stat armor i i, I think that's a i think it's a, a real threat and a danger to good and healthy uh, loot grind Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in today. I think this is the most people that we've ever had listening to our new sort of quasi Q&A. That list is so long. Thank you so much uh, for being here. Um, I, I, I am I'm so grateful. If you are a VIP, a tier two or a tier three, remember, we will follow up this Q&A with a call-in session. So if you are thinking of comebacks or debates, disputes, or other questions, just save them for the call-in if you are a VIP tier 2 or tier 3 right now we cannot allow call-in for tier 1 because I'm worried that somebody would be willing to spend the 5 bucks to kind of disrupt what we're doing so thank you so much for the continued support if you are listening to this in all the other locations just keep in mind you can go to sntrpresents.com sntrpresents.com lets you support me directly while we figure out this new pathway uh, that we're trying to take with interactive podcasting so thank you so much um so yeah, I'm going to move on from this question because I do feel like I answered a lot of this though too as, uh, earlier in the Q&A uh, as well as just kind of even elaborating on it now. Rain. Sup Lono, I enjoyed how the Umbral Ingrams were a great balance of RNG and intentionality for grinding weapons, but I was disappointed at the lack of specific armor target farming. Going forward, if Bungie uses a similar system, should they allow us to target specific pieces for stat roll farming? Would that be too intentional for stats? Love to hear your thoughts. This is another way to take this argument, and I don't think this is a bad idea, and I'm not against this. If you want your armor to have a stat lean toward mobility or recovery... I'm, I'm totally okay with asking for that. As long as the principle that I've already outlined of loot hierarchy is in place, I have no qualms with you getting a darkened umbral engram from a raid, bringing it to the tower, spending currency and investment that you've already kind of laid out in the actual recaster and saying, I want this, these, this piece of armor for my hunter to have a mobility stat lane. I am totally okay with that, and here's why. By the time you get the darkened umbral engram from the raid, by the time you get that and get the currency and put in the grind, it's totally fine, I think, for the armor to have a stat lean. It's not, it's, you're not asking for the armor to be a 71 or, you know, already masterworked. You're like, no, I, I just want to have a decent stat lean. It's still not, might not be what you want. Man, the mobility is great, but man, recovery is gutted and it's all discipline. I don't want that. That's not going to work with my build right now. Like whatever it is that you're hunting for, even if you get a good stat lean, you're still not necessarily going to get, you know, the right distribution that you want. It might be too spiky. It might be too evenly distributed. It just, it might not land where you want. So again, by the time you go through all those steps, remember the skeleton key grind? 
okay, I just did 10 strikes and got a couple of skeleton keys. Now I gotta go run the strike and use the skeleton key. Now that I finally get the weapon, it might not even have the roll that I want. I might not even get the weapon. I might even get the grass skirt, okay? That's too many hoops. By the time somebody jumps through the hoops of leveling up the recaster, getting the currency, the, the umbral drops in a nightfall, a grandmaster nightfall or a raid, and it's, it's the higher version, right? It's the darkened version. This is hypothetical. This is the idea that I have for maintaining loot hierarchy. You get the darkened umbral engram. By the time you go through all that and bring it to the tower, I think it's totally fine for you to say, I would like mobility to be the stat lane. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Right? Right, discipline's the best stat, grenades inbound. It just depends on the build you're going for. You might get mobility and strength, and you were really wanting mobility and discipline. Whatever it is you're looking for, even though you're getting the stat lean, you're not necessarily getting the distribution that you want on the other five stats. So the stat lean is just a a step toward what you're looking for, but not a guarantee that you're going to get it. It's like when you do this one here. This is a step toward the potential of a guillotine dropping. You might not even get the guillotine. You might get the cold denial. And even if you get the guillotine, you might not get the perks that you want. RNG is consistently there as a safety net to make sure this car does not go too fast off the track. It kind of like keeps, it's almost like a guardrail. It keeps us from just flying off the the track and getting things way too fast uh, and too easily. Hitman with the next question. I love the umbrals, but why does loot still feel like it's missing something? Is it because Prism's Ascendance Masterwork drops are all locked away in smaller areas of the game? I think the reason that loot feels like it's lacking something is we are still playing a game that is too transactional. We're still ordering value meals. You know, if you look at Season of Dawn, if you look at the Chalice, if you look at Umbral Focusing, I'm going to continue to say the principle of this is good, but experientially, it's so transactional, it doesn't feel special. It was like when you slammed Fractaline in the tower at the end of the one season. It just felt like you were ordering value meals and hoping that you finally got the burger with the extra pickles, right? <laughs> like, you finally got the god roll on the weapon that you were hoping for. So, it's just too transactional. You've, I, I still continue to think you've got to take the spirit of umbral focusing, you've got to take the spirit of the chalice and the spirit of, you know, Ada's bounties and frames and do something that is more of a boon. It's, it's, it's making those items drop out in the world. That is more exciting. It'll always be more exciting. Because I don't know about you, but we have spent from Season of Dawn to now a disproportionate amount of time getting our loot in the tower. We're getting our loot in the tower. Like, we're back to token slamming is sort of what it feels like. How much of your god roll loot that you've gotten right now that you're thrilled about, how much of it did you get standing in the tower looking at a menu, okay? I think that's robbing loot of its mystery, its mystique, its specialness. You remember, I remember when I got the Nano Phoenix. It dropped. I was excited. I remember when I finally got the Fatebringer. People remember when they got certain things from D1 because it dropped. Do you remember buying the hung jury i don't i don't remember buying the hung jury that's not a memory that i have i landed in the tower i walked over to black you know uh dead orbit and i grabbed and i bought it i just bought it yeah here we go let me let me get the hung jury it i don't know that's not a memory i don't remember that 
It's just something that I, I remember using the weapon. I remember having the weapon. So I, I continue to think Umbral focusing, the chalice, the sundial, the fractaline, all of that needs to be retooled. Respect the spirit of it. The spirit of these items are, are these, these, these loot pursuits. The spirit of it is intentionality combined with generosity with RNG as a safety net. Take that principle and all you got to do instead of me coming here instead of me coming here now actually you could flip umbral around really really easily okay basically what you would do is you would come here and say all right i got a bunch of currency and i'm going to focus all my currency on um this one here i want the falling guillotine i'll take a cold denial maybe but i really want a falling guillotine and you spend your currency so that the next five umbrals that drop have a chance of being that falling guillotine. So then when you see the umbral on the ground, you're like, yes! And you run over it and you check it and you're like, sweet! All you gotta do is flip this around in the order that it happens. Instead of the umbral dropping and we come to the tower, you should come to the tower, spend your currency, and then just go play the game. And as the umbrals are dropping, you're combing over them, because I think they look really dope out in the world. They're almost like, they're like smoking. You pick it up, and there you go. You come over it. I wouldn't be surprised if just that change would you would have a better experience. You you would you would feel like you're chasing loot and loot is dropping as opposed to like ordering a value meal at the tower. That's one of the biggest pieces of feedback I, I continue to try to give about the loot pursuit that we've had is I was pro aid of bounty. I'll put aid of bounties everywhere. This is the best. This is the best system. And then we got too much of a good thing during Season of Dawn, and I've changed my position on it. To be more of respect the spirit of it, but don't don't put it everywhere. Don't copy-paste the system everywhere. Brandon. How could Bungie implement a targeted drop system into a dungeon or a raid similar to the Umbral systems we have now? Would doing this break or ruin the fun of the grind of the endgame? Everything I just said about the Umbrals, how you could come here and focus it, and then go run the content... This is something they could consider with a raid NPC. You run the raid, you know, a handful of times, you get some drops, you get some raid currency. You go to the raid NPC and say, all right, look, (laughs) I really want boots and I really want the shotgun. All right. And you spend all your currency on a boot and a shotgun boon. You know, you're configuring it with the raid NPC. So then you go run the raid a bunch and your next, your next, four runs of the raid, those have a higher likelihood of dropping. And you see the thing drop on the ground, you get excited, you go run over it, and you're like, oh, I got it. Let me check it. Do you see? And I I think that we should have things dropping on the ground. I don't like just seeing it in my feed. I want to see the engram on the ground. I want to see the little little glowy, smoky, whatever engram. I want to see it on the ground, and I want to go run over, and I want to pick it up. When you play Diablo and kaploom and you hear that bing, and then when you're playing Borderlands and kaposh, right, the, the loot pinata, that does something in your brain. When you hear an exotic drop now, oh my gosh, that's like the most exciting thing. When you see umbrals out in the wild, it's an exciting thing. You gotta bring that back to raids and dungeons. I need to see the engram on the ground so I can go run over and pick it up. I I had the uh, I already had the toast emote and when we beat spire today there was an exotic ingram on the ground that i could not pick up it was the emote and it was it was kind of annoying it was like oh man there's an exotic ingram on the ground uh and i i I couldn't pick it up (laughs) 
Techno Tyrant. Should Umbral Ingram loot pool be stuff uh, from where they are acquired if it drops in strike, strike stuff, or fine as it is? This is actually a really great iteration on my Darkened Umbral suggestion, and he, the Techno submitted this a couple days ago. Um, this is another good idea. You know, if, if you really, really want to get a particular item, if you go and run that content, Umbrals that drop from there have a higher likelihood of being those items. You know, maybe they're already focused. Or as we said, you flip it on its head and you're like, I really, really want the gnawing hunger. Okay, come here, spend all your currency, focus on the gnawing hunger, and now you got to go run Reckoning or Gambit. That's where it's going to be dropping. Or maybe you don't have to, but maybe that's where the highest likelihood is. Maybe you get a better turnover rate. Maybe you get a, a buff, a, a drop rate bump when you run the, the, the content that is, you know, that's attached to it. Oh, you want the guillotine? Cool. Focus the engrams, and then the next couple engrams that drop will be guillotines or the cold denial, and they have a higher drop rate chance in the contact public event. So like you're saying, with strikes and with raids and stuff, this is where they could take this further. Take everything we just said, and just, as we as I said, take it further. Focus it, go run the raid. You see an umbral drop, and you're like, sweet, and it's the raid shotgun. It's raid boots, because you went and spent your currency to focus the raid umbrals that drop when you're in the raid. I love this. Zoom it all the way out, and, and, and have it dropping in, in the game. And again, don't make it too transactional to where we're ordering value meals. Periodically, I can come spend the currency, and uh, you know when these things drop, they have a chance of being those items, right? Yeah, like turning the umbrals into a boon. Exactly. You pop an enhancement core boon, you go play, and boom, there it is. Exactly. The difference here would be is it would be tied to the actual content itself. Bringing back the excitement of the drop, combining that with the intentionality that we're getting in things like umbral focusing and weapon bounties, but marrying it together in a way where we're chasing what we want, but the excitement of drops is brought back as opposed to buying everything in the tower. Insomniac. Off topic, but with the Leviathan going away, should Bungie move the trophy hall to another location like the tower? I'm sad to see it go. I use it for build testing. Dude, I use it for ammo. <laughs> I use it for ammo. Anytime I'm going to go run content, I go there and get my ammo. <laughs> you know, so I uh, I would I would love to see I would love to see them do something about this. You know, give us the ability to go somewhere to get ammo. I, I could see them putting the ammo brick uh, locations. Just move those to the tower for the time being. Um, I get that you might want like a shooting gallery or something, but I would say that that's not high on the uh, the concern. You know, of all the things that are leaving and of all the things to be concerned about, I'm not super super hyper concerned that um, that that you know the the tribute hall going away is a big huge problem. Testing your builds out, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be against them saying we're going to put some things in the tower that allow you to do that. Um, all you really need is a big meathead just to stand there and take damage. Ultimately, that's that's ultimately all you need. Um, and then you could put the little ammo boxes uh, next to it. Next question from Funky Pats. It's a long one. You guys can't see it all, but I can. Um, says, 
I have been really enjoying this season so far, and one of the reasons for that would have to be the umbral farming. However, after a month of grinding like many other players, I've gotten most of the god rolls, and the armor focusing is not worth it. Do you think that creating a fresh loot pool at the halfway point in the season is a good way to combat this? And if so, what weapons would you like to see uh, more reprisals of old being added with the Exodus Ingram making more of the case for sunsetting of players? Well, here's the thing. In year four, in year four, you will not be up against this time wall of, oh my gosh, the content's going away. We're not in that scenario anymore in year four. And what that means is, yes, in the second month, they could say, oh, hey, we're going to trickle out some stuff. We've got some stuff we're going to add. We've got some stuff we're going to, we're going to put in there. And... If you do, if you do that, then you, that 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 solves some of this problem of being like, oh man, I'm a hardcore player. What am I gonna do? I'm a month in, month and a half in. I got nothing left. Well, a month and a half in, Bungie could say, eh, hey, we've had a few new guns that weren't here at the beginning of the season. Well, those guns are no longer up against some sort of like time limit of oh, the season's gonna end. Now, somebody might say, but what about sunsetting, Lono? We just lost a month and a half of the of su- because of sunsetting. I would just tell that person to get over it. Like if the, if if they're able to elongate relevancy and have more content stretched out because it's not up against some seasonal time limit. Oh, this is gone in three months. Yeah, if, if if they would have done that with Sundial, you know, if halfway through season of dawn, Sundial suddenly would have gotten, you know, instead of you know when you were first doing Sundial, right? Every section had two guns to choose from. Well, for the first half of the season, it could have been one gun. And the second half of the season, all those other guns could have gotten added. That'd have been great. You would have been, you'd start the grind all over again. Ooh, I did. What is this? What is that? Blah blah blah. I didn't know they were adding this. And then now you're sort of back in the throes of the grind again. And I know people would say though that like, oh, that's just that's just time gating. That's just time gating. I think there's a delicate balance between protecting players from themselves and micromanaging. And that doesn't feel like micromanaging to say, yeah, you know, halfway through the season, we're going to let these guys, um, you know, we're going to let, we're going to let people, you know, we're going to add some weapons in there. That doesn't feel like that extreme of a time gate that just keeps things moving. That keeps things fresh. If you think about, you know, curse of Osiris, how many weeks was it before you could get all the weapons? It was ridiculous. Like you could, you. It was like what was it? Like a weapon a week or something? Uh, it, it, they really, really stretched that out. Um, now, obviously, those were static rolls. <laughs> if they would have been, you know, random rolls, that content would have been a little bit better received. But it was like you did it, got it, and you were done. You know. Aku to Papa says. So the idea of umbrals are fine. I just don't like that I have maxed the machine but can't do the armor because that's attached to the season pass. Do you think that they should keep everything there connected into one machine instead of having multiple places of adjusting what you can do? I'm not going to fight you on this one. I don't think this is bad feedback to say, man, you know, I've invested all this time into upgrading the, the recaster and getting all the perks, but... I've not been doing bounties, so as you've been doing bounties, but maybe you've been doing less because you've been focusing on this, and so your your season pass has fallen behind. Well, I think that's good feedback, and I also think some of this might be rectified going forward, if 
if you're putting in that amount of time to level up something that is seasonal, something that is new, something that is fresh, XP payout should be finely, more finely tuned so that you don't feel this disjointed experience. It, it seems absurd to me that you've spent all this time doing this, leveling up three rows of perks, but your season pass is like be, it's too far behind, you know, 72. You, 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 I don't even know where you are. I've not done, I've not played as much uh, this season and, you know, not done as many bounties. And I'm, you know, I'm at 50, I'm at 52 and I'm in the same boat. I basically, even though I played less, I was able to focus and level up the, I was able to level up the recaster and I'm sitting here looking at, I'm, I'm looking at a bunch of, you know, a bunch of stuff that I, I can't do yet. Or maybe I don't want to, cause I can't do, I, I'm not at level 72 yet. So I think that's another, I think that's another, you know, valuable piece of feedback is if you're going to introduce something new and something like this make sure it's not disjointed from XP payout so you feel like you were focusing on this and you robbed your season pass while doing so like oh I could have gotten so much more XP if I wouldn't have been doing the seasonal stuff this is where Bungie needs to be careful nightmare hunts were more lucrative than the seasonal content so that the seasonal content is diminished or it's almost like everything else is pitted against it and in this case, sim- similar scenario. Well, I could have been running bounties and leveling up my season pass, but I wasn't. I was focused on the new seasonal stuff, and by doing so, you robbed your season pass progress. I was grumpy the day that the new season started with the dungeon, and that was one of the reasons I was grumpy. I was like, I was focused on the new stuff. The quests, talking to Drifter, talking to Eris, doing the things, checking this, checking that, and I wasn't leveling and running through stupid milestones or going and running comp, so I didn't level up that much day one. And I was annoyed. I was like, you're pitting the game against itself when you do that. The new seasonal content isn't really what I'm supposed to be focused on. I'm supposed to be running milestones and leveling up, or in your case, you're not really supposed to be leveling up the recaster. You should be grabbing bounties and living in a lost sector. I think XP distribution it will uh, it's going to get better tuned in the uh, in the coming year and hopefully something like this doesn't happen again where if you take the time to do this I would think your season pass should be cruising along at a pretty good clip because that's a lot of investment that's a lot of currency and subsequently should probably also be a lot of XP. Astrover. Whilst I love the intentionality of this season's Umbor Ingram, systems like the Vex Offensive Final Chest Loot Explosion was very satisfying. What do you think the perfect balance is for RNG roller coaster and the joy of disappointment versus a steady intentional grind? This is a good question that we've kind of answered a variety of ways. I referenced, you know, Diablo with the ding when the stuff lands on the ground and the the loot pinata of Borderlands and I've, I've consistently said that I think we need something similar like that in Destiny, and that's why I've said respect the spirit of the bounties and the frames and the umbral focusing and have the items dropping in the game. And that way, you're bringing back some of that excitement. And I don't... I don't think you can do too much of that. You can definitely do too much of this with frames and bounties. And like I said, it's like you're ordering a value meal. You can do too much of this. 100%. You can do too much of this. I don't know if you can do too much finish a mission, 
finish a strike, finish a raid encounter, whatever, and loot falls on the ground. I don't know if you can do too much of that. I, I sign me up for that all day long, man. When a little chest opens, all little sparklies come out. You know, Anthem's loot was, was loot grind was atrocious, but man, it was satisfying to see all those colors pop out when it was the right colors that you were looking for. And same with you know, you see all the the, the things dropping in Borderlands and Diablo, and unfortunately destiny has gone in the other direction to where we're doing most of our looting in a transaction in the tower and we need to get away from that that needs to change most of what you see drop on the ground right now are either blues which you can't do anything with or the umbrals and that's awesome but then it feels kind of backwards like yay and then you i gotta go to the tower um i love if you remember taking ingrams to you know rahul i love when exotics drop right now that's probably the most exciting thing you you run you're like oh it's right there oh man i don't i don't i don't, I don't want to run over it i don't want to oh you know i don't wait you know and then you run over you're like what i get and then you check the stats um I, I i think that's one of the more exciting loot drops in the game right now and that's why i think umbrals could be you just reverse engineer it so when the umbral drops you're excited that because oh i focused this should be either a you know a pulse or a, a sword, and then you go run over it and boom, you know you, th- then you check the roll and you get to experience that. Stephens, off topic, the pain was mitigated thanks to umbrals being broken, but I can't see it being a fun experience power leveling each season for your average gamer. What are your thoughts on power levels raising substantially each season? If Bungie wants people to engage with the game rhythmically, you have to remove barriers like that. They don't serve a purpose. If you look at the top 10% of the community, they don't get any long-standing value out of leveling anyway. They don't. They 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 play like crazy for the first week or two and then they're max level. Leveling's not even a thought for them after like a week or two. So, I have continued I have continued um, to bang on this drum. And I've continued to say listen, everything should help you level obviously if you know what you're doing you could have a more refined and a more expedited leveling process you run your milestones for the big drops and then you backfill in between if you're not doing that no worries you might run one or two milestones and then it's backfilling while you're playing I think milestones should just be rhythmic Every three strikes, a powerful drop. Every three strikes, a powerful drop. It just keeps doing that every three strikes. In between those powerful drops, you're getting legendaries and blues that are dropping that are backfilling. What's backfilling? Backfilling is when you have a handful of pieces that are roughly close to your level and a handful of pieces that have fallen behind. So if you're 1040 and a handful of your pieces are 1042 and 43, and then a handful of your pieces are like 1033, 1034, right? Backfilling would be, hey, you're 1040, here's a pair of 1040 boots. Oh, well, that's great. It's dropping at my level. My boots are not at my level. They're 1034. That was a nice little bump for me. That's how it should work. Everything should drop at your level. There is no reason to slow this process down anymore at all. There's no reason to. It doesn't serve a purpose. It frustrates players. It isn't enjoyable. Everybody was coming back and AFKing and doing umbrals. Why? Because they don't want to level. They don't want to level. All the people that were pro-slow leveling and pro-costly infusion, all of them 
were all, all of a sudden changing their tune because I think everybody got excited from the trailers about Beyond Light and everything that was coming and everybody jumped back in and started playing in Season of Arrivals and they suddenly had to run through the hoops that they had set up for everybody else and they didn't like it. If you're a streamer and a YouTuber and you're just playing season to season to season to season and you're always going into the next season destiny rich with stacked bounties and shortcuts awaiting you, you don't you don't give a rip that leveling is slow or infusions costly. Why? It doesn't touch you. When they had to experience what the mid lanes or the casuals or the players that take breaks, when they had to experience leveling on that side of the fence, suddenly their opinion changed. They're like, "Yeah, I, this sucks." I wanted to play the dungeon and I couldn't. I wanted to do this and I couldn't. I had to go run a bunch of milestones. And then if you get bad RNG, it slows you down. So I've continued to rail against this. Since Forsaken, I have railed against this. It made me very unpopular. People didn't like that I was railing against that hardcore sentimentality and and things that were championed, you know at the at the summit. And they didn't like that I was against it. And slowly but surely, they've continued to remove that influence from the game every 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 season every year that has tra- passed since then they've lowered the the pain of leveling and the cost of infusion they just continue to do it because it doesn't i i've just continued to try to tell people it it literally does nothing for you it's not an enduring value point it isn't all it is all it is is a hoop that hits most of the player base square in the forehead. They try to jump through it and they just can't. And it barely affects the hardcore players that argue for it. So. Matt Ben H or Matt Bene. Uh, can we replace all encrypted engrams with umbral engrams moving forward? What would the long-term effect? A weekly rotating loot pool? Um, yeah, I don't even know what the normal engrams are for anymore. You know? Oh, it's Matt Ben H. Got it. Yeah, I don't even know what they're for. What what purpose do they serve? I mean, they're they're just dropping, and then you like go run over them, and you're like, cool, delete. You know what I mean? It's just, I feel like they just feel like the new blues, kind of. Now we got those, and then we got the blues. Like you're just deleting them most of the time, anyway. They they rarely have stats to write home about. They're rarely something that you're even looking for, or it's something outdated with old seasonal slots or something. They don't seem to serve any purpose at all, other than just it's just filler. You just look down and you're like, yeah, it's just filler. It, it, it it's nothing. It's just another thing I have to delete after I complete some missions and some stuff, you know, some strikes or some raids or whatever. So, thank you again, guys, for the massive turnout today. This is the biggest turnout we've had. If you're a VIP or a Tier 2 or 3, keep in mind, in a little bit, we're going to be doing the call-in session. If you've got secondary questions or follow-ups after things I'm saying, write those down. Hang on to them. You're going to be able to call in in just a little bit. Wolverine. During Season of Dawn... I found it to be less of a burden to rely on certain drops for Prime. Uh, Example, the Heavy class. Would you agree that this season and any season in the future should have the means to allow the player to select the pinnacle, whether that is similar to the Sundial or the mechanic like the present where we claim the engram and have to be somewhat targeted? This is related to the other question about leveling, but this is a separate question. This is about the pinnacle grind. I just think that the pinnacle grind in general, I, 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 I worry, I worry that the pinnacle grind is, 
it's like bad leveling 2.0 so if you think the leveling is not too bad well just wait until you try and grind your pinnacles because there's only so many of them and then you get the wrong drop a couple weeks in a row and it's infuriating right you, you only get so many drops and their bumps are so small that they have to hit the right slots I would say the pinnacle grind needs smart RNG you don't need smart RNG in the normal leveling grind if you apply the principle that I outlined oh every three strikes you get a powerful everything's dropping at your level no matter what you do you're leveling stuff's just helping backfill obviously if you're a higher skill higher aware or more hardcore player you can finesse your leveling to make it more expeditious but you don't have to get out a calculator and find somebody who's selling plus zeros anymore right and then when you arrive at the pinnacle grind smart RNG should just be applied oh this person's done a handful of pinnacles they got a pinnacle pair of boots and they got a pinnacle helmet so don't give them a pinnacle that's a helmet or a pair of boots they don't need it it's it's not this is where the reward landing on the wrong slot isn't a reward you promise a pinnacle drop I do the content you better give me a pinnacle drop it's not a pinnacle drop if I got a helmet and a pair of boots that are both the plus two and then you give me another pair of boots that does nothing for me you have wasted my time pinnacles need smart RNG undeniable undeniable they need smart RNG they should never target a slot that you've already gotten a pinnacle in this is where slot leveling would help streamline this the game would just scan your slots and say okay we got a plus two on the helmet plus two on the boots those are almost like X's in in the background. <clears throat> nope, can't drop there. It's blocked. It can't drop there. It can only drop in one of the other slots. Okay? Now, if you're a more hardcore player, you're like, well, that just means I just I basically just run the content until I level up. Yeah, like every other dadgum game in existence. Like, you just play the end game content or you run the bounties or you run the content and you level up. That's virtually every RPG in existence. Time in, progress out. Time in, progress out. You put in time and it spits out progress. It's that simple. Baker's Coco. I like what the Umbral Ingram process has brought to the game, but once you get to where pinnacles are the only thing that can help you level, to me, the Umbral process falls off because you're just grinding for a perfect roll. What could they do to the Umbral Ingrams for players who are trying to reach 1060? Maybe have an Umbral Prime Ingram, very low drop rate, that is pinnacle. Well, if you go back to the earlier part of this Q&A where I said, you know, darkened uh, Umbrals could drop from endgame content and then they could have like the higher stats or whatever they could also then be eligible for you know a certain amount of currency for a pinnacle and then then you can target you're like well I really really need a pair of boots you know this ingram dropped from the dungeon or the raid or a grandmaster it's a darkened umbral and darkened umbrals would have like their own menu you'd come in here to umbral focusing okay and there'd be like a whole other lane down here for darkened and it'd be like all these stat lanes and they'd all be like with a little plus symbol because they're all high stats and then over here you could have you know I guess eight more primary secondary heavy and then the five pieces of armor 
you might have to have like a whole other menu. You go in and you're like, okay, this is a darkened umbral. It dropped from a raid. It dropped from a dungeon. It dropped from a Grandmaster Nightfall. It dropped from Trials. I can do more with it. That would help too. You know, you could target the gap fill that you needed. You could say, what? Because as I said a little bit ago, by the time you do all that, you play Trials, you level up the recaster, you get the currency needed, and you get an umbral to drop, and you bring it here to get mobility stat lean, and it's bad stats or a bad lean, that, that, that defeats the entire purpose of the system. The system's caving in on itself at that point. It's like the leveling system caving in on itself. You just told me that if I played five crucible matches, I would get a powerful drop and you gave me my sixth kinetic weapon in a row. It did nothing for me. I just threw my time in the toilet. You promised a powerful reward. I ran the five strike the, the five uh, crucible matches and I didn't get a powerful reward. The system starts to collapse on itself because you're promising something that you aren't delivering. There, I, I gave this example the other day. Imagine you go and you're playing Borderlands and you grab a quest from Claptrap and it says, for this quest, you're going to get 5,000 XP. And you're like, sweet, that'll help level me up to the next level. I need, you know, I need a, a couple more thousand XP. I'm going to go slam out this quest or this bounty. 5,000 XP, okay? You do it, you bring it back to Clappy, you turn it in and he's like, and no XP. You'd be like, I'm sorry, what? They'd be like, yeah, we just randomly decide to not give you XP. Why? I did the thing. The the mission said 5,000 XP. I did the thing. I didn't get the 5,000 XP. That's what destiny does to you. You want a powerful drop? You you want to level, you want to get, you know, get a little level bump? Okay, come and run five uh, crucible matches. I don't really like crucible. Yeah, well, you're out of milestones. You might as well, right? Okay, fine. You finish your fifth match. And you're like, here's your powerful reward. And you're like, but this isn't a powerful reward. It landed on my boots. My boots are my highest item. This is lower than the current boots I'm wearing. What is this? It's a lie, is what it is. It's a betrayal. <laughs> it's like, it's it's not delivering what it's promising. You need smart RNG on this kind of a leveling system. At the very least, you really need it on pinnacles. Right, and that's why you could do these darkened umbrals. That if you're if you're coming back to the recaster and you're playing hard end game content, those umbrals should be able to get better stats or more direct focusing, so you can get your pinnacles and hit them where they need to. I don't see any problem with speeding up the leveling process. Leveling is not content. I have like a eight minute rant that I need to publish on the YouTube uh, that I haven't published yet about how leveling is not content. It isn't. Uh, King Keys. After this season, how should Bungie iterate on the Umbral Ingram system? This is really, really broad. We've outlined a number of things we could sort of restate here. You know, the currency payout, uh, reverse engineering the Umbral so you focus it here, and then when they drop in the wild, you run over it, and it's the item. I think we need to do less... Uh, um, a, you know, a, a less acquiring loot in the tower. So reverse engineer it. I would say, uh, you know, adjust currency payout so it doesn't feel so strangled. Um, as I said, come out here and help out the solo players. A solo player should be able to do six weeklies and eight dailies a day. Six weeklies a week and eight dailies a day. I'm sorry, 12 dailies a day, as if they had three characters. You should limit the number of weeklies and dailies account level 
So if you have one character, two characters, or three characters, you can all do the same number of bounties. It's just a question of, do you have the time to do it? Um, So I would adjust that as well. And then potentially adjust XP payout. So if you do what I've done, and as somebody else has done, you got the thing all the way upgraded... You're not you're not at like level fifty on the season pass. You're closer to the end of the leveling because you're close to the end of leveling this. This should be delivering enough XP to be in harmony with the other benefits that you can get from the season pass itself. Yixel, quite far off topic here, but what do you think should be done about planet mats? With four planets leaving the game, should Bungie just call it quits with the mats? Feels like an ultra outdated, and the game has grown not to need them. Uh, and if you think it should leave. What do you think Bungie should do for players with large stockpiles of mats? I'm okay with player mats staying. I've gotten this question before, and I always point to the season pass. There's a little box here, and it's got all the mats in it. Destination resource bundle. You just put them all in there. So when you come to your inventory, I have almost 8,000 gunsmith materials. And then I could have, you know, whatever this total is, 7,000 planetary mats. It's just a little box that holds them all. And you use them for different things, you know. Oh, well, that'll get that would ruin Spider. Spider is a band aid. We don't need Spider in the game anyway, you know. Spider is not anything special. He's not anything special. He's just he he is he is literally a a band aid for for currency needs. That's all. That's all he is, you know. I, that's what I would do. Put them all into one into one box. They could still serve a purpose in some parts of the game. So obviously, if you have a bunch, you're fine, right? And obviously, if you don't have a bunch, you would suddenly have them all in one bin, which would probably help out significantly for casuals and mid lanes to be like, well, I hardly had any phase glass needles, but for whatever reason, I had a ton of this currency because I was always on that planet during a season or whatever, and you would, you know, bring them all together, and I think it would benefit everybody. Uh, We had a couple tack-on questions. If you're a VIP Tier 2 or Tier 3, hold on to any tack-on questions or feedback or disagreements or debates. We're going to do the call-in session in just a second, but Infinite Rest said... Could a limited loot pool engram system be implemented into the powerful gear grind as a solution to leveling? So this is very similar to the other question that we just had about, you know, coming and focusing a pinnacle. I look at leveling in two lanes. The main level grind to the level cap of the season, so getting the 1050, I think should happen automatically if you're playing. Make milestones repeat. As I said, every three strikes, every five crucible matches, you're just getting powerful, 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 powerful. Every three. And then the drops in between are backfilling for you. The pinnacle grind just needs smart RNG and maybe a focusing, depending on where the umbral drops. I think that would solve a lot of this. The torch with another question. I've heard a lot of complaints about reissued weapons already. Nothing has been sunset as of yet. If I were Bungie, I wouldn't have wasted new guns and perks on this season either. Do you have faith, the way that I do, that some meaningful new weapons and perks are coming in season 12 and beyond? I want to answer your question in two ways. Number one, I think you're right that Bungie wasn't going to send a bunch of new weapons, new perks, new hotness in the summer. They're holding on to their big bag of tricks for September, right? So I think you're right. But I also want to say it's legitimate for people to be like, what the actual frick are you guys doing? This is not how reissues are supposed to work. This is concerning. This is throwing gas on the fire of sunset hate because people are worried this is how it's going to work in the future. And I, I think that it's totally legitimate for people to be concerned 
and ask questions. As I said in my reissues video, we need answers before September gets here. We need assurances about how this system will work and how I don't think this should ever happen again. After September, we should never be in this scenario ever again. And I've continued to say September and beyond are going to be so good. September and beyond are going to be so good that this shouldn't even be a concern will be so happy with what they've done and what they've updated that I think most people will say I don't really care about my gnawing hunger all this new stuff so great stasis is great I think we're going to get a weapons update I think we're going to get significant changes to that I think we're going to get you know significant changes to you know I, I, I still think vendors are going to get some type of an update if, if we don't if the game still feels very much like e, you guys didn't add enough there's not enough new stuff, there's not enough new perks, there's not enough new gear. It'll be I'll be concerned that the game will kind of limp along. I'm I'm of the opinion that that's not happening. I think that this season was a bridge. I'm sorry, this year was a bridge so that year 4 could be huge. And I certainly hope I'm right not just as a fan of the game but as a fan of what I hope the game can become and you know and that people can continue to get longevity out of it. You know, we all love the game. We don't want the game to you know, to, to slowly die. And I think this, this year was the year that had to be somewhat sacrificed on the altar a little bit so that year four could flourish. So this year has been pretty thin. And even this summer, I said, look, I I think the summer is going to be significant with respect to story and that's exciting, but substance is still kind of lacking. The contact public event and the Umbral Ingram farm isn't not that substantive. It's roughly the same as what we got, I would say, in Season of Dawn. But the story beats are significant. And the rhythm, I think, is pretty good. New stuff happening each week, little bits of dialogue here, and then the, you know, the pyramid ships are now at all of the planets. That's your single evolving world. I think all of that is... Uh, is why they said, you know, the summer will be like no other time in Destiny. I think that's one of the reasons that they said that because it it's um it's meant to usher in a new era. And so I I like this season, but I continue to say I think next year will feel I think very different with respect to, you know, size and scope and substance, and I'm really hoping that September makes that crystal clear to anybody who was like I don't know, dude. There's so many vacancies in the weapon pool now. There's so many there's so many weapons I'm not going to be able to have. I would think a lot of those gaps are going to get filled. And as the question posited, they didn't want to put a bunch of dope stuff, you know. They didn't want to put a bunch of dope stuff in the summer. The summer's not the new era. The summer's not the new the new stuff, right? So we're going to transition to a call-in session. So I'm going to do my outro here for those of you listening elsewhere. If you ever want to be a part of the question and answer, submitting questions, or do a call-in, go to sntrpresents.com, pick one of the tiers. VIPs get to do the call-in. So if you pick the VIP, you can get the Discord, and you can be a part of this. Submit your questions written or do what we're about to do. The direct support has been huge, and thank you for that. We're still figuring out where we're going to be streaming, and that'll make this content a little bit more accessible and more enjoyable for you to interact with but for now the uh, the patreon and discord has been a great way for us to keep things going so as always if you're listening on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube i appreciate you watching my content so much please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents this is going to be a special new segment called call-ins where people are able to call in if they are a vip 
tier two or tier three patron so if you want to partake in these you can either submit your written questions you can do that as just a normal five dollar patron but you can go to sntrpresents.com subscribe as a vip tier two or tier three and take part in these call-in sessions bringing back some of that classic radio vibe feel we'll be doing these after q a and whenever these are happening this is a way for you to interact with the content in a more specific way so anybody right now that's going to be calling in they do not have to have a specific question about umbrals this could be follow-up questions after what i said maybe they did want to debate something i said disagree with something i said or maybe it's just a general destiny question so appreciate you guys so so much that have been supporting the content through patreon by going to sntr presents Dot com and we're gonna kick things off with rain the dark I'm gonna unmute rain you're on the air uh, what question or comment do you have go ahead um hi Lono a uh, big fan uh, but I wanted to I was curious because I've been playing destiny since d1 vanilla I started back I was a sophomore in high school and the feeling of chasing after a legendary weapon in those raids were something that was very special to me what I was curious of we kind of been lacking that in Destiny 2. Um, do you think that Bungie with Beyond Light is able to maybe bring that feeling of chasing something that's unique, powerful, and, you know, fun to use? I've been kind of missing that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Garden of Salvation was super freaking cool, one of my favorite raids, but just the loot just isn't there, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, well, there's there's two ways there's two ways I hope they attack this problem, and the first way I hope they attack the problem is what sunsetting is promising. Sunsetting is promising upper echelon gear, so you should be going into a raid and walking away with stuff at the level of recluse and other pinnacle best in class stuff. So that that needs to happen. But I don't I, think. I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah, but I and I but I don't think that's enough. I think that's that that's point number one. Point number one is raise the quality of the loot. Point number two is allow me to chase it. You kept using the word chase, and I think that that's something we're we're getting closer to, and that's why the video that went live today that the the prophecy dungeon grind is perfect was the title of the video. I think that's the perfect sort of logistical system of pursuit. But then when you look at the prophecy dungeon, what's missing? The loot's decent. It's okay. Now the high stat roll armor's nice. But there's no guns in there to really go nuts about. So if those two things can happen, then I would hope you're going to get what you want. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. I mean, the armor is cool. I like the Trials of the Nine gear. I always have. But there's no weapons to chase in there either. So what you're saying, basically, is not only do the weapons need to feel and be, you know, good and powerful, like like Mountaintop, like Recluse, 21% Delirium, there also needs to be incentivization to, to chase after those roles akin to uh, grinding them week by week over and over again, like Prophecy, like what's going on in Crown, Levy, Spire, and Eater, right? Is that what you're saying? That, that's exactly right. I feel like we're getting a taste. We're getting a taste of how those systems could and work and how they could look in year four. And they just, they got to deliver the goods or sunsetting is going to feel like a false promise. If they can't get the, the, the gear right, if the guns are not clearly better, at the very least, I need like that Genesis chain effect. It needs to be standout and unique. I also think it needs to be sort of best in class. If they can't even get that element of it right, sunsetting will feel like a false promise and then it won't matter. The loot logistics are, will be irrelevant because no one's going to care to chase the stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree, especially on the Genesis chain point. I miss that gun, dude. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. So good question. I'm a, I'm gonna remute you and go on to somebody else. Who? Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're gonna move uh, to another VIP here. Uh, Tiger Stripes. I'm coming to you. So get ready. I'm gonna unmute you. What is your question or comment, sir? Uh, yeah, my question was about uh, reissue. Um. I don't, I feel like uh, not only is Bungie disregarding the grind people have put in um, to get the weapon, like uh, the Ikelis shotgun, it's cool it's coming back with new rolls, but I mean the new grind is better than the old grind, but uh, like it's also the time I've put in with the weapon since then, you know, I've masterworked it, I have like 20,000 kills on it, and now it's like, oh, yep, throw that one away here's a new one zero kills restart mm. uh, what could uh, and also the emblems kind of did the same thing you know I had mm-hmm. like 900 strikes and then it's like oh back to zero have fun yeah uh, what could Bungie do uh, as far as the weapons like uh, with the uh, the re the reissuing of them yeah to kind of mitigate the grind no, that's a that's a good question. That's a good question because I, I, I always forget about the kill tally because that doesn't matter to me. But that doesn't mean it doesn't matter. And I've always I've I've got to be careful about that because if it doesn't matter to me, that doesn't mean there aren't players that love to see that kill tally go up or the stat tracking. Stat tracking didn't even register with me. I don't care about it. But then when they gutted everybody's stat tracking, it was obviously oh, something. I, I almost quit. <laughs> when, uh, I I almost was like, yep, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it it was it was gutting to people that championed that and chased that, especially after all the Fractaline uh, donating that, that people were doing. And so, I would say I want to attack this from from two different vantage points. Number one, I don't think sunsetting invalidates grinder investment because it is necessary. So I need I need to get that out of the way because I think a lot of people try to attack sunsetting from that avenue of like you're you're ruining my gear taking my gear away no you can always have that gear that stat tracker is always there you can take this you know this gun into so much of the content even still but now i want to attack it from your vantage point your vantage point is man you brought back the icolos i can go get another one it's got random rolls but it doesn't have my stat tracking it does you know i don't have that attachment to it i would say a very easy solution here is if a weapon is reissued you should be able to bring over your stat tracking on it. It's still an Ikelos shotgun. It is still a gnawing hunger. And in this certain instance, I would even say that your Ikelos shotgun that you've been using since Warmind, it should probably even have its infusion level just raised. I, I think they should do that with a gnawing hunger. If you spent time going for a gnawing hunger and you got a god roll, that thing's infusion cap should just be raised to the new... It, it's it's basically the same gun in the database anyway. So the, the game is seeing it as the same weapon. So your stat tracking should come over. Your infusion level should go up on the one if you want to continue using that. If you want to use one of the new ones, um, I think your your kill tracker should go up, and the kill tracking coming with you that should apply even outside of a sunsetting environment. Think of it like this: you're grinding a raid, and you get a gun, and you think it's dope, and you use it for a couple of weeks, and you get a you know a couple hundred or whatever, however many kills on that gun, and then you're running the raid, and you get a better version of that gun, and you switch, and you lose all that stat tracking. I don't think that's 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 right. I think that should just come with you. It's the same weapon. All you're really doing is just saying 
thinking, how many kills did I get with Ikelos Shotgun? How many kills did I get with Fatebringer or whatever weapon? So I would say, I would say that's the starting place is bringing those two things together and allowing it to feel like you're not losing that investment. You shouldn't feel like you're giving up something just because you're switching to a better or different version of the weapon. So do you have any, any, any follow-up or other comments? Before I'll move on to somebody uh, else. No, no, that's uh, pretty much what I was thinking. That's that, no, that was a good, that was a good question. Thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll put you back on mute there. That was a good question because that's a side of the game that I don't consider, and that's why I love these sessions and this community and the Q and As because you're gonna bring up something that is so on another side of the ball field. I never see it from that angle. I never see that side of the game or consider that side of the game and I think that's an important thing for Bungie to hear and consider that stat tracking is something that people really value if I mean if you don't value it or it's not it matters like why is it even in the game right it's there for you to uh, to have as a as a piece of your trophy so I'm coming at you Wolverine Wolverine another another VIP here what is your question sir you're on the air how you doing brother I'm doing great that's great to hear. So, uh, just a quick brief history of where I'm coming from. I've been playing since uh, you knocked off Atheon in that first raid. I take a, a good amount of hiatuses in between. I think the first one was between uh, the Dark Below and then right before uh, Rise of Iron when I got back in and I heard wind of uh, Destiny 2 come out, coming out. I've always been into PvP. That's how I base a lot of my time in especially ARPGs going back to Diablo 2 uh dip my toes in the water in the division but honestly most of my hours is spent on Destiny both on Xbox and the PC uh real briefly Destiny 2 I uh did Trials of the Nine I enjoyed it it was my first experience with Trials because by the time I got into Rise of Iron I I, I didn't know anything about Trials Brother Vance was a mystery to me and um your one of your talks uh maybe i'd like to say a month ago you you touched on adept weapons and i i was i, I kind of knew about them back then and i didn't really uh dive into it until you know like i said the very end so fast forward to curse of osiris doing that first uh uh trials of the nine run got my flawless and uh i i lost track of curse of osiris pretty much like most people that were playing destiny at that time mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i it just happens, I guess. But then yeah. I came back. I came back uh, right before Season of Dawn, and I really enjoyed it. And pretty much the biggest reason why I came back in Season of Dawn is because people were whispering about Trials coming back. And then yep. playing out um, Saint-14, doing him, and then it, it was fun. It, it brought back the PvP interest. And I loved mm-hmm. grinding PvE during the week to get ready to do PvP with my friends. It was It's just a fun experience in that aspect. So... Um, with that all being said, you know, fast forward to season of Worthy, I've you know I've accumulated 33 flawless runs to this day, and I uh, wanted to ask you where do you think and how do you think adept weapons will fit in? And after you you tell me your best you know uh, take on how you think they'll be best implemented. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give you my take on what I thought probably in the middle of season of worthy, when you talked about trials, one of the days and you brought up adept weapons. Yeah, no. I, and I think it's, it's good to, 
to hear a player's history like that because I think a lot of the times we think in terms of only our own experience. So if you've constantly played the game or if you constantly play PvE, you might not understand why adept weapons are such a big deal or why trials is such a big deal, but you can clearly hear just from Wolverine recounting his interaction with the game, that's the thing that was a spark to come back and then the rhythm of his playstyle is very different than maybe yours so i think it's important to hear that because if you're going to set your sights on trials i don't think you can do it without adept weapons and there's a handful of reasons why right number one i don't think there's a real good reason to go flawless if the flawless rewards are not distinguishable from the rest of the rewards and then somebody might say well let's not give any rewards unless you go flawless i think that breaks down the engagement then because people that can't go flawless feel like well I, there's no reason for me to engage with trials so it all it's weird to think of it in this way but it all has to balance from the top if you picture like an upside down pyramid the bulk of the goods and the awesome stuff has got to be at the top okay and then as you go down to the lower experiences the losses the people that only win two or three games and have to keep resetting their cards right the the quality of the loot should get a little bit more narrow but it should then get fat again at the bottom so it's almost like an hourglass where it's really accessible anybody can come in run bounties get tokens get loot and you're totally in your right to give away trials armor like it's candy trials guns like it's candy if the better versions of the armor and guns are up in the flawless chest you're not hurting anything it's like who cares if a bunch of people get the auto rifle or the hand cannon or the whatever it's not the adept version and that helps engagement that helps people jump in and play every weekend and feel like i don't have to go flawless i can get trials loot i've said that the the special recipe like grandma's cookies right like that special recipe is back in the kitchen right now tucked away in a book they had the best recipe right before rise of iron when you could get all the trials loot from the bounties and lots of casuals myself included we jumped in every weekend and played and that made the player pool smoother faster better connections not so sweaty and then if you got the adept versions for going flawless they were cooler they had a different appearance they had an extra perk right and so you this is touchy right because you got to be very careful if you start putting insane guns in the flawless chest that could get very rich get richer the guys that win and go flawless get guns that are better and then makes their wins easier and then you're in a bad bad cycle of the rich get richer it's got to be contextual to trials and a little bit more limited we can definitely go on a different tangent conversation how we can best discuss uh, how trials should be operated obviously right now even after the 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 uh the token distribution through leveling yeah it's it's helped as a person i can see less people farming three wins um i i like i said i play a mixture of xbox and pc so i do see cheers when i'm on pc uh it it just comes with the territory but if i want to lfg by myself i'll go to xbox and you know i i I play to this game to pvp put it so i'm not I don't consider myself in the average player PvP pool. I'd probably a little bit higher just because I commit myself. And um, I uh, I just feel that it could be it could be changed. But back to um, adept. I, I see. I could backtrack there for days. Um, with the adept, I thought of something in the middle of next season and just playing new experiences uh, like Diablo three and and touching my toes in the division. 
and and I just want your personal take on it. I think I put it in a question before, but just with how you know immense Twitch your Twitch following was, it probably just got lost in translation. But um, what do you what do you personally think if an adept weapon? Now it comes with the role, your mm -hmm. what the current pool. So let's say I got a summoner, and my current role was, uh, for instance, the other day I got a stability masterwork. Uh, the two other perks in the beginning, I, I forget, but but my two main thing I was worrying about was dynamic sway, and I got a rangefinder. Okay. Now, my take is, what happens if you if that role was an adept weapon? I got to choose a perk from the two rows that come from dynamic sway and um, rangefinder. Let's say I wanted to choose rampage. So if I my adept weapon, quote unquote, was that I got to choose rampage on an already rolled uh dynamic sway and rangefinder so do you think maybe i feel like a as a developer point of view maybe it wouldn't be so difficult to add an adept weapon because personally i don't think we'll get primary elementals mm -hmm. anytime soon and i feel like yeah. we saw that is because it was at the end of rise of iron mm -hmm. correct me if i'm wrong yeah, they were exotics though. At the end, at the age of Rise of Iron, it was Age of Triumph, and they were exotics anyway. They weren't just like, they were elemental primaries, but they came back as exotics. I, but I, I want to ask a question though. So you're sure, gonna go pick, ahead. you're gonna pick Rampage. Is that an extra perk, or you're just getting to determine one of Three. the perks? I'm getting to determine that third one, making that gun adept. My adept, the whole my my perception on what i would think an adept weapon would be and this is like i said from a developer standpoint being easy to implement and then still being able to chase it putting an incentive there to yeah. go flawless that your adept weapon is like i said i got dynamic sway and rangefinder as my base role and then because i got it from the chest that adept portion of it i would be able to choose so that would be so that would be a third and extra perk, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought okay. I thought that could be plausible, but you know, I, I I don't I didn't know too much about adept weapons before. That's why I wanted your personal take on it. It's it's nice that I'm being able to ask it to you now personally. Yeah, adept weapons in D one basically had celerity, like they were better if you were the last guardian standing. So they were contextual gotcha. and they were obviously something that you would you would care more about in trials. What what you're saying, I would be a little. I'd be concerned at two levels. Number one, an extra perk. You got to be careful with what that extra perk is because it could invalidate all other archetypes. Like it's the only gun that could have, you know, I'm looking at my dire promise and I, if I could have, you know, overflow swashbuckler and then an I get to pick another perk, I think that could be potentially uh, dangerous. I like the idea of an extra sure. perk. So I do think you, you're... You think I'm sorry, go on, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think you're on the right track by saying extra perk. I would be concerned about being able to pick any any perk or something as influential as like yeah. Rampage or Rangefinder or something. So I love the idea of an extra perk and here's why. I want to look at it and clearly see it's different and better. Maybe even have it in the title, maybe even have it in the appearance. But you may be swinging way too hard by saying, oh, I can just pick what it is. You could create either a weapon that's way too strong, or as I said, it invalidates all other archetypes because it has literally more perks than any other gun can get. That extra perk, I think, needs to be something like Celerity. That's no, more con it's more contextual power than to universal the power. To the playlist. No, I, I can I can definitely get behind that. I just figured it was, it was an easier solution developer-wise, and then it was something to... To, for players to farm what was already in the loophole summoner uh uh the uh 
the eye of soul you know yeah. guns like that like it would it would just it was cool to think about having uh you know things like opening shot and uh, uh snapshot sites and then being able to get that outlaw mm -hmm, as you're mm -hmm. adept I, I like i said it's just it's just brainstorming so to speak but but thank you thank you so much for uh for hearing that out and discussing that with me i really appreciate it yeah yeah thanks for calling in appreciate it i'm gonna move and, on uh, if, if i could just say one last thing uh before um i i'm really happy you're doing this um you i don't know if you could recall i prime subbed you just prior to this whole thing and and um i was disheartened but I, i'm happy like when i'm a big proponent of one door closes a new one opens and i'm glad you by doing this it was given the opportunity for me to be a part of it in a more way because i was never really a part of like twitch in any sort of way in terms of where i enjoyed the content and listened to it for hours and and another big plus you introduced me to inadvertently to uh magic sword and a playlist in pandora <laughs> I, I was never about and now like between magic sword i'm really into dance with the dead because oh yeah yeah it's 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 good it's good to chill and listen to and i and i can't wait till you get to have that in your background again along with you know your your topics i well, i appreciate that very much i'm looking forward to it uh, as well getting back in front of a live audience i miss it so thank you dude i appreciate thanks it. thanks for your time man i really appreciate it all right all right we're gonna go now to uh darksider hopefully you are ready if not darksider we'll go to techno tyrant these are the last two call-ins of the day we have about 10 minutes I did have a meeting today, so I <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to get a huge turnout or not. So we're already 20 minutes into this call-in. This has been a lot of fun. If you want to take part in these call-ins, go to sntrpresents.com, sign up and become a VIP so you can take part in these. So Darksider, if you're there, what is your question? My question is regarding, you mentioned multiple times about loot hierarchy, that higher level content should be about better loot. Should it also reward more loot? Like, for example, Garden right now only rewards five loot, one per encounter. Should it be like maybe three loot per encounter or more, depending on difficulty? Yeah, yeah. I like this question because we talked a little bit about loot explosion, confetti, like everything popping out, being exciting. And it does, I think. I think you're right to say, like, if I do an encounter and just one thing drops, that might be less exciting. Um,. This is why I think a currency for a raid could be good. You could see the little diamonds popping out and you go pick them up and those, that currency could be maybe used at an NPC for um, umbral focusing. You could also have maybe chances for umbrals to pop out and these umbrals would be different. They'd be like, as I said, darkened umbrals because you're in a raid. These are not just normal umbrals. And then... I do like the idea of a gun and an armor piece dropping from like every encounter. I think that would help too. You'd see two things pop out. You know that like for this encounter, I can get a hand cannon or a shotgun and then boots or a mark. And so you know the loot pool is basically four items and you get two of them every time. And if you can grind it the way we can grind the dungeon, I think that many things popping out of a chest or a boss would bring some of what you're highlighting feels absent. It feels very almost transactional. More pops out of a strike boss chest, right? It's like glimmer and multiple engrams and, and everything else. So I think it's good to highlight this. It's not just about the loot being better, but I do think there is room for more quantity of loot and maybe even cosmetics. You know, maybe if that boss encounter can get a shotgun or a hand cannon, maybe there's a raid ornament for those weapons that can also have a chance to pop out of that chest or an emote or a ship or something. So there's just there's just more items in general popping out 
that makes it more exciting that gives you more things to chase you're less likely to be done with it in short order so and that would go right in line with how we've said endgame should be more generous and more intentional so i think that's i think that's a good a good thing to bring up yeah i agree completely with you because right now doing garden feels like okay my fifth energy weapon for this week done and <laughs> this means me also should the wep- should the gear be more distributed equally like there's a lot of energy weapons right now yeah, yeah no that's another really good point of criticism with garden of salvation the loot pool should be far more you know uh, evenly distributed as you said and i think if you have more loot dropping you could get away with this right if if two weapons and two pieces of armor are dropping in every encounter maybe some of the encounters there's three potential weapon drops or something because again if you want to have evenly distributed couple kinetics couple energy couple heavy then now you could even have maybe a larger loot pool in the raid. Maybe that large loot pool isn't at full capacity until halfway through the season. Or maybe next season. Maybe the raid lands in September, but in the winter season, they go and they add one or two new weapons at each you know each encounter. Because it's 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 maybe then it's a more fuller, hey, we did grenade launcher and a rocket launcher last season. Now there's a linear fusion and a sword. You just you add a couple, you know, two heavies, two energies too kinetic so that the raid has more longevity more life um that spreads out the infusion limitations because then not every raid gun that you got is from september season some of it could be from winter some of it could be from spring so it's almost like extending that calendar of relevancy from the raid um at a ground level i would agree with you more evenly distributed but then they could iterate on that idea and potentially get way more life out of a raid than just play it for a couple months and then leave it on the shelf so do you have any follow up comments or questions if not I'm going to move on to techno this is all you can move on to techno alright thank you so much thank you Lono uh techno is down here you are on the air techno what do you got uh, mostly just something I'm a little worried about for the raid coming in September and uh, that would be armament mods since each uh, expansion we get is usually focused around uh, one of our major factions and it seems to be fallen this time and it doesn't seem too far of a stretch to think we'll get a fallen raid I'm kind of worried uh, what role fallen armaments will be able to play in the raid this September I think maybe chat will have to back me up here and support me on this one. I think this was addressed on Reddit or somewhere where they said they're considering disabling those for day one raid races because of how influential those mods are, which could give credence to your prediction that there is the potential of a fallen a fallen raid someone saying on twitter glad asked that did he get a, an actual formal response or did he there, just hi- there was a response to that but they just said we're looking into it we didn't get anything definitive about it okay okay i mean i would say then we should push for them to be either dis- probably disabled for the raid race after that it doesn't matter like who cares right unless Unless they decide to start bringing back hard mode, and that's where you could disable them again. You could say anytime contest modifier is on, there are particular things that won't work, like you can't over level. Your artifact power is only is only going to maybe be so high, or in this case, these particular mods won't work. A normal and a hard mode, I think, is is needed. Bring it back, and 
it it would touch on what you're saying like maybe those should be disabled in hard mode because they will you know trivialize some of the challenge because if you're I mean, everybody knows grenade uptime is, is is easy to manipulate, especially with the right weapons. And if you're able to manipulate grenade uptime and constantly feed yourself heavy, that can really throw off uh, damage cycles. It can throw off the pain of majors, um, mini bosses. It off the entire ammo economy. Yes, it flips the ammo economy on its head. It makes heavy as accessible as primary ammo, which really, really breaks rhythm. And so I think it's good to bring this up, both for day one raid races as well. My, my, my long... My long plan is that, you know, what I think long term is to see hard modes return both for dungeons and raids and not see those hard modes trivialized by either being one overpowered because of the infinite artifact or two, as you're highlighting mods that come with so much benefit, not just so much benefit, but cheap benefit. It's very cheap to run these and to throw a grenade like you're not. I don't feel like you're sacrificing that much. I feel like you'll sacrifice way more for some of the charge with light mods that do like make an orb for your team, like a, like an orb of light for your team. And this is like free ammo by throwing a grenade. So I think it's good to bring this up. I think it's I I think they need to consider it for day one raid races as well. When I think of a day one raid race and contest modifier, I'm also thinking a lot of the principles that apply there also apply to potential hard modes. I would love to see a hard mode of prophecy dungeon. Turn that contest mod on. Let us have that intensity again. Put some dope loot in there, and then do do the same thing with raids as well. I was kind of thinking more along the idea of how you had it, where it was uh, you would unlock these as like benefits inside the raid that you get them. So in Last Wish would be like the only place taken armaments would work, and Scourge of Plat. Scourge of the Past would be the only place Fallen Armaments would work. Hive Armaments would only work in, like, Crown. Because mm. they're they're a menace in many other parts of the game, too. They, like, if I have those Armaments in Gambit, I always win invading. Yeah, Gambit is where they first started to receive criticism because they will literally throw the entire sort of course of the game. And I would say the easiest solution is to get get rid of them. But... As you're saying, maybe limit where they can be used so it doesn't feel like every time a raid comes out or every time a hard motor or whatever comes out, they got to go like babysit these mods, just slot them to where they contextually dropped and leave it at that. And then that protects Gambit, that protects any future, you know, aspirational content they try to come out with. They don't got to keep coming back and revisiting this. So... That's going to be plenty of call-ins. Thank you, Techno. I'm going to go ahead and remute you. And uh, thank you guys for... This is the first time we've ever done this, and that was really, really fun. Our first ever call-in SNTR Presents. These will hit YouTube a little bit later in the afternoon. I don't want to blitz YouTube every morning with three videos, but this will hit the podcast episodes, the audio versions. So basically, the audio versions will now have three sections, but it'll be all one episode. So we're going to continue to do this and continuing to iterate on the idea of interactive podcasting, and you can support this by going to SNTRPresents.com, become a VIP uh, if you want to do call-ins, a normal patron can do the question submissions in Discord. So either way, it directly supports me. Thank you so much for listening or watching in all the locations. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.